York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. this game what's going on this is jailers from nick of time show here giving you that nick's talk just in nick of time and it's time to talk about nick's win the nick's defeat the indiana pacers without miles turner and friends 119 to 113 rj barrett gives you 27 points and rebounds for assist on the night on his first day back Randall gives you 14 points and 16 rebounds. It was an interesting game from Randall. Jalen Brunson drops in with 34 points, three rebounds, and four assists. Brian drops in with 18 points and five rebounds, two assists, and quickly is in the game at crunch time and gives you 11 points and four assists. Once again, the bench scoring seems to be an issue. Outscored by the Pacers, 49 to 16. The Knicks were up by 25. It took Jalen Brunson's heroics, scoring seven points in a row to seal this victory, but we did it. So shout out to these New York Knicks. We got the win um, and we're gonna talk about it all. Before we talk about it all, first, shout out to FUBU TV. Just go to fubutv.com slash KOT. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days on MSG. So shout out to FUBU TV. For working with us you can watch the knicks other sports channels and also the cable channels there is no subscription you can cut it whenever you want and you can record games so shout out to fubu tv all right now let me introduce you to my guys first it is the man the list the myth i mean not the list the man <laughs> the myth <laughs> the legend the guy with the stats and facts ryan g's in the building Good win for the Knicks tonight. It was kind of nerve-wracking, <laughs> you know, in the fourth quarter, but they still pulled out the win. And you already know I'm located in Indy right now, so I'm violating tomorrow my R.J. Barrett yeah. drinks when I go to work. <laughs> Rocket, hard to work, proud. All right, yes, early. Sir. Get to work early. And just have the highlights pointing when your coworkers come. And just have the highlights pointing. And then, and then play. Hold up, hold up. This is what I need you to do, Ryan. <laughs> This is what I need you to do. I need you to play the highlights of the game, and then I need you to play this. I want to <laughs> Gotta play that work and put the volume all the way. I wasn't able to hear it though. What, what song was that? <laughs> what recording was that? Oh, you wasn't able to hear it? I wasn't uh, able to hear it. Lee, was you able to hear it? No, I couldn't hear it. Oh my gosh. Did the chat was the chat able to hear it? No. The chat? Nah, they didn't hear it either. No. Oh my gosh. All right. I was pretty much telling them to play the Wally clip. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Savage. Checks over stripes. Brunson. Over Halle Burton, all right? Facts. It just Facts. is what it is. Facts. Just, just, just off of durability alone, all right? Brunson is built like a tank, all right? Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so, shout out to Brunson. We took it home. 
But go ahead, go ahead, Lee, man. Go ahead. What do you think of this game? I know it's a it's a wonky beginning, but what do you think of this game? I know are you <laughs> shocked that it came so close in the fourth quarter? Because this Pacers team, they're kind of known for this, you know? Deja vu, man. Deja vu. Y'all know how I feel, man. I'm fire tibs all day. You know, I wake up fire tibs, go to sleep fire tibs, but I'm not about that tonight. Tonight, I'm about that positivity. We won. We pulled it out. We played good defense. And there's a lot of really special things to talk about tonight. A lot of positives. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to focus on tonight. I think the majority of Twitter, the chat, YouTube comments, you know, there's a lot of people. I'm not the only one that feels the way that I feel about Tom Thibodeau. So we all know how we, each other feels. I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about all the bright spots that this Nets team gave us tonight. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I'll say this about this game. One of the bright spots, obviously, and there's a lot of them, is the man Jalen Brunson. That yep. man is a machine. He's a closer. Every since he put on Knicks uniform, the identity of the Knicks turned around. And it seemed like this whole team started to follow his lead. And it's crazy because, you know, Jalen Brunson is a guy who wasn't even the best player on the other team, but he comes to this Knicks and begins to be a leader from the jump. And he settles things down. And he makes things palatable in the fourth quarter. He could have easily lost this game, but Brunson, it's interesting. We know as a team... As a Knicks fan, sometimes you don't like to see a lot of ISO ball because that's what we're taught. Move the ball, move the man. That's how you win. But Jalen Brunson is so freaking good at it that you end up like kind of being upset. But then at the same time, it's working. He's cooking them. And most of the shots where you don't want to take, I feel like 98% of them actually drop. Mm-hmm. And that type of presence of a guy, you know, who who can get his bucket whenever he wants, kind of permeates through the team. And I think eventually, this calmness is going to translate to other players. You know what I mean? Because I know people are pissed that you know we're not putting away games, we're losing big leads, and I don't blame you for being mad. But we have to remember this team is still a young team. Most young teams struggle to finish games um, when it comes to crunch time. And that's something they have to get over a hump with. It happened with a lot of the greats. It happened with Durant. It happened to a lot of people. And it's happening with the Knicks right now. But with Billy Brunson here and some more experience, I'm hoping as time goes on, we start to see a, a corner turned and the team starts to actually close a lot more of these tough games versus the tougher teams in the top five. Mm-hmm. Anything you have to say about that? Um, well, I do want to say first and foremost, I want to big up Randall and Robinson mm-hmm. because they dominated the boards today, which helped out the Knicks tonight to pull out the win. Um, one thing I do want to point out is the bench play because I feel like because when I looked at the minute distribution today and I saw what Barrett had like 41 minutes, Randall had 38 minutes, Mitch had 37 minutes, which is unusually high for Mitch. Right. 
Brunson had 41 minutes, and Grimes is only the really the reasonable one at 30 minutes and 25 seconds. And then I look at the bench. Quickly, 26 minutes, which is reasonable. Usually that's the amount quickly usually plays off mm-hmm. the bench. Hardenstein, nine minutes, top in nine minutes, McBride, six minutes. And you know, and usually we say how we want Dibs to play the bench more and leave the bench guys out there more so they can get a rhythm and get into the game. And, you know, so you can at least start rest the starters a bit more so that they'd be more fresh in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But watching this game, I really can't blame Thibs for leaning on the starters the way he did in this game because the bench barely gave him anything. Besides quickly, only got five points from Toppin. Hardison gave nothing. McBride gave nothing on offense. And when and when the Pacers were making their run, it was mainly against that bench unit. Right. So this is one game where it's like I couldn't really blame Thibs for leaning on the starters as much as he did. And, I, and, and in future games, I want to see the starters – I want to see the bench give more of an offensive burst when in the game so, they, so Thibs can at least try to rest his starters more so that going into the fourth quarter, Mitch, Randall, and those guys are not as exhausted. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you have to give Brunson his props – he pretty much, like you said, scored seven straight points and pretty much sealed the game. RJ Barrett, great coming back from injury. He 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 had a couple of bow-headed plays in the fourth quarter. That kind of that kind of got me upset. Because every time it seemed like the Knicks were about to stretch that lead a bit more towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett with the um the foul on Buddy Hill when he hit the three, and then when he was when they on the inbounds pass when he um threw a bad pass right. and they got a steal and scored off that too. So I'm not going to be on RJ Barrett too bad tonight because he did have a good game coming off injury and he hasn't played a six game. So, you know, still very positive game from Barrett. But, you know, if it wasn't for Brunson tonight, yeah, the Knicks probably would have lost this game. I think in, I saw a tweet. I can't remember who tweeted, but I, I do think in a couple of years, we're going to look back on the Jalen Brunson sign and it'll be better than even I said initially about uh, the best sign since Allen Houston. I think it's going to end up being better than that one too. I think Jalen Brunson has, you just see the impact that he's had on our team. Yep. We finally have a closer. RJ Barrett's not a fourth quarter player. Julius Randle's hasn't been a fourth quarter player. Jalen Brunson is, it's just like he has ice cold veins, man. He just dude is clutch as hell. And really has saved Tibbs' job. I think if we didn't have Jalen Brunson, I think Tibbs would be fired. We'd be a, a terrible bottom of the barrel record right now if we didn't have Jalen Brunson. He's bailed us out so many times, and he's—I think he orchestrates the offense better than than anything that Tibbs could play call. So, major props to Brunson. It's really nice having a guy who can close a game out because Tibbs did everything he could to lose this game, and Brunson came in the clutch. And really, I, when's the last time we had like this? Mellow. I agree. Like it, it is frustrating. He does over dribble. He does get into nice little situations. He doesn't find his teammates enough. He doesn't get the offense going in terms of ball movement. But he is, like, one of the best closing players in the NBA. I think he's third in closing points yeah. in the fourth quarter. So it's it's a love-hate relationship that I have with him right now. And between him and Randall, at least he's clutch in the fourth, where I can't say the same for Randall at this juncture. Yeah, I agree. I definitely have a love-hate with Brunson. It's like 93% uh, love. 7% hate. <laughs> <Fair. laughs> like, that's my guy. I will say this. When it comes to closing, I still have a little bit of faith in RJ. I do. And I want to talk about the fourth quarter, man. Julius Randle's word, Julius Randle's brain, it feels like I'm watching AOL dial-up 
when I watch basketball from Julie's <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But for the entire game, it seemed like he was a second too slow uh, or two seconds too slow. And I can just see him looking and going. And I'm just like, Randall, swing the ball. Brunson was open for like a good 30 seconds. I don't know how many people Brunson, I mean, Randall missed. I don't know how many times he passed up an open shot for a contested fallback today, but it was his shot selection was abysmal today. Even the one he hit in the beginning, uh, the three, it was a bad shot, but it went in. I need him to to get back to what was what he was in before with the quick decisions. I kind of feel like R.J. Barrett being there took him out of his groove a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's what it seems like to me anyway. But you know what? When I look at him and I look like RJ, I see that RJ, you know, didn't play perfectly. He had some big turnovers, but also at least he trusts himself a little bit more than Randall. He made some great passes towards the end where he was driving and kicking. He made quicker decisions. And even though he turned the ball over in crucial minutes, he, he had some plays where he had some crucial kickouts. And uh, that's why I still kind of believe that RJ can possibly get over that that playmaking hunt, that clutch gene at the end, and make the the correct the correct plays because he made the correct plays for most of the night. Okay. All right. Well, salute to the shot. I guess no one has anything to say about that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree too. That's why I didn't mean to say anything. I was like, hey, you I got you, got you. <laughs> But shout out to RJ Barrett. What do you think about his game today? Came out here, didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. You know, still hitting threes. 30, well, it went down to 33%. But for me, it was the pacing and the playmaking that I really about RJ. I just think if he gets his wind up, maybe he'll start to finish better. But what do you think about the RJ game today? Um... Yeah, I thought RJ played good today. Um, I was actually impressed because I wasn't really expecting him to come out and drop 27 points. Like, I expected him to struggle a bit since, you know, he had six games off. And then on top of that, you know, the injury with his finger, you know, I thought that maybe his shooting might be off, which, I mean, you look at the shooting percentages, he did shoot 39% from the field and 33% from three. But I think towards the end of the game, probably, you know, maybe, you know, he didn't have his legs under him as much since he was out for six games and he started to miss shots towards the end, but he started off the game pretty well. You know, yeah. it was pretty, he was knocking down his shots. So, you know, it was a positive sign from RJ Barrett, you know, and like you said, he made a lot of good decisions today. Like earlier in the game when the Knicks were actually moving the ball, you know, he was making a lot of good decisions. He was knocking down open shots. You know, when he drove to the basket, you know, he kicked it out a couple times to find people for open shots. So, Overall, I was pretty impressed with R.J. Barrett's game. The only issue I had with R.J. Barrett's game today was in the fourth quarter when he made, like, those two yeah. kind of bonehead plays, which, which kept the paces into the game. That's the only really issue. That's the only major issue I have with R.J. Barrett tonight. Shout out R.J. Barrett, man. Again, very surprised that he bounced back the way that he did. It's like counter to how he usually has been in his career. When he takes long stretches out or uh, summers off and he comes back, he just always starts out rusty. Yeah. But he had a really nice first half. The three-point shot looked really smooth, didn't have any hitch. His release was good. Uh, and he, he wasn't just catch and shoot. 
he was doing a little bit of, of lateral movement as well to get that three ball off. So I was happy to see some of that advancement and growth in his game. Fourth quarter, not so much. That's where the turnovers started turning up, and some of the shots were just like banging right off the bat of the backboard, uh, even though he was wide open. But to me, it was a minutes. I think it was a mistake to play in 41. I think your first game back after an injury, I think 41 is a little ridiculous from the fan point of view, especially when Grimes only got 30. I thought I thought those numbers should have been reversed. There's no reason why Grimes should have been sitting in that fourth quarter stretch for as long as he did. But, you know, tips be tipping. Uh, but I thought RJ played really well in the minutes that he was given. I just think he got a little exhausted there in the fourth quarter when he wasn't used to repping himself so hard. So you would have took out RJ Barrett and put in some Grimes? Uh, I don't think it's about taking one out and putting one in. I would have played Grimes more, but I would have played RJ. You'd have played Grimes more. Oh, because you said he was looking, yeah. he was looking uh, winded. So I thought you wanted to switch him out for the minutes freeze. Yeah, but, I think I think you looked winded, and I think forty one just way too many minutes to play in your first game back after a long stretch of absence. Yeah, eh, y'all can see it. Like you, like you said, Ryan is one of those things where the bench was interesting, but. You know what else is interesting? Who I saw playing in that fourth quarter. Um, Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly, to me, seems like he's starting to gain the trust of the coaching staff, finally. Um, finally. Yeah. And it's paying dividends. Can I see people talking about, like, why is, Gr- why is Quickly in the game um, instead of Grimes? And quickly to me is still the most versatile, one of the most versatile players on the team. It quickly was like six six. <laughs> it quickly was six six and like two twenty. It'll be a wrap because he shoots, he defends, he plays make, he play makes, he uses body well, he draws fouls, and I thought his minutes in the fourth quarter were huge. Huge, did a massive job driving, driving and kicking, finding Grimes open for an open three. Um, when the game was on our line, took the ball himself, scored over the Pacers center, and just seemed like he made the right play every single time in the fourth quarter. So this is what this is one of those games that I love for experience for guys like quickly, because I think it looked like he grew this game. And I'm hoping it continues against even tougher opponents. Shout out quickly. The bot man. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, well, now quickly is the bot. Huh? <laughs> now quickly is the bot man. Now quickly no the bot Now RJ, RJ still got his title. RJ still got his title. <laughs> but quickly, great game. Uh, I've seen him in some trade rumors. And obviously, a lot of teams would be interested in him at this point. Knicks do the right thing. Don't trade that man. All right? Agreed. Keep that man in the Knicks uniform. All right? Salute to the chat. Um, Shout out to the people in the chat. Shout out to JT Reddick. Shout out to Alexander, Boston Nick, Roberto Rivera Jr., L. Marshall, my real fake cousin Winston Ellis, Block 53, and everybody else is rocking with the KT show. If you want to call in, and talk basketball. Talk about this game. All you got to do is dial that number at the bottom. 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. Um, 
All right. All right. All-star game. All-star game is coming up. Um, oh, we all know how we all know that, you know, the Knicks, at least I believe this, there are two Knicks teams, two Knicks guys who deserve to be in the all-star game to me. One of them being Julius Randle, the other one being Jalen Brunson, Julius yep. Randle putting up phenomenal numbers, phenomenal, regaining his COVID Julius Randle form, um, is obviously one of the top power forwards in this league. And Jalen Brunson changed the culture of this team. And, you know, even though he's not top 10 in NBA All-Star game voting, certainly seems like he's devote, he deserves it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to you. I'm going to start with you, Ryan G. What do you think? Out of those two guys, who do you feel deserves to be an All-Star Ooh. and represent the New York Knicks? That's tough. It's tough. Well, I got my answer. I'll, I'll start off by saying this, like... I think it's unrealistic to think both will make it because I don't think the Knicks are well recognized. I don't think the Knicks are good enough for to get both guys in. So if the Knicks do get an all-star, it's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm leaning towards Brunson just because I feel like mm-hmm. Brunson has had a bigger impact on the team as a whole since he first, you know, came to the Knicks as opposed to Randall. Yes, Randall has had a huge impact as well. You know, Randall had a huge December and a huge Jan in a huge January so far where the stats he's been putting up pretty much been propelling the Knicks to wins. But overall, I think when you think about the overall impact the players had on the team, I think it's clear and by far Jalen Brunson's had the biggest impact. And even recently with these games, like in the clutch moments, it's not Randall who's really bringing the Knicks across the line. It's Brunson who's bringing the Knicks across the line. Yeah. So, you know, for that alone, I think Brunson deserves the all-star nod. 100% agree. Jalen Brunson, uh, I think the beginning, uh, beginning of November, I probably would have said Randall. But after watching Jalen Brunson bail us out so many times when the offense is just stagnant and play calling's non-existent, and he just comes in with his clutch baskets, absolutely Jalen Brunson. Also, the impact he's had the point guard position specifically, filling the hole that we've had for over 20 years since Marbury and Charlie Ward before that. We haven't had much competence, youth, energy, upside, at the point guard position, and we have all of that and more now with Jalen Brunson. And I don't think we've even hit the, the the ceiling of what he can do. I think there's still more to, to be untapped with his playmaking ability and his three-point shot. And once those things come through, the dude's going to be a bona fide star. Absolutely. Absolutely. 18 seconds left. Step back to supposed wannabe fake all-star with the big miss. There, and then the rebound by Randall, and then Randall's ice the game with all the free throws. Last chance down three for the wannabe all-star. Let me keep it that way. <laughs> Word to Wally. Brunson <laughs> over Halliburton. All right? All day. All day. I, I thought somebody's going to pick Randall. For some reason, I thought Lee was going to pick Randall. I just knew it. <laughs> because Lee was talking about MVP, MVP Randall. And I'm just like, okay, he's definitely gonna pick Randall, but now nah, I'm going with I'm going with I'm going Brunson too, for the reason stated. Changed the culture of this team. He's Mr. Clutch, been top five in clutch scoring. Yeah, um, he's one of those no, 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 yes guys. You don't want him to shoot it when he shoots it. <laughs> he makes it. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
True. And like, and, and he's a guy I feel like can get better. Overall, I'm really excited about the overall look of this team. I feel like all of us, I feel like there's a few players can get better years from now. And I feel like this young team can grow. Um, I'm excited to see what happens this year, man. I'm excited to see what happens this year. I want to see what happens when we get to the end of the season. Who takes the next step? Because I feel like Grimes is, is, is growing a little bit. I think quickly he's taking a step. I look like RJ's taking a step. Um, I feel like we've all, I feel like there's a lot of people who are starting to grow. We need a little bit more from the bench, but from the starting unit and from quickly, I see a lot of promise for this team. Yeah, man. I, I think there's a huge upside in Quentin Grimes. We haven't talked about him yet. Uh, didn't know if that was going to be next on the agenda, but that's, man, he's becoming one of my favorite players on the team. I, I love how utility he is on offense mm-hmm. and defense. Again, like really taking that conversation we had earlier in the year about not need plays ran for him. He's just a glue catch and shoot. He's probably our best driver on the, on the team uh, after Jalen Brunson but on the wing position. Yeah. I think he's better than, than RJ Barrett. Definitely better than Cam and Fournier. He's just unstoppable going to the hoop. Really smart decision-making. He's starting to show a little like maneuvering under the basket too, like being able to, to mm-hmm. do a little bit more in his bad than we thought he could. But he's a really high IQ player, and I think that we're going to start seeing him become more comfortable and confident and unlock more of the off-the-dribble three-level scoring that he was capable of in college and at the high school level. I think we're going to start seeing that come out a little bit more as the season progresses. Yeah. Now, I can see that. The Knicks, when I look at the Knicks and the way they they operate, they start to add small dimensions to players' game over time. We've seen Mitch post more this year than the last few years combined. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen quickly start to take off some more burden. It looked like they trusted him to run the, run the show um, at the end of the game and get some buckets. So I can definitely see a situation when Quentin Grimes um, starts to grow and take some shots over, off the dribble. A la Allen Houston. My man Allen Houston was the, the king of the one dribble pull up. Shout out to Grimes. I can see that. Yep. And also, I love, you know what I love about Grimes say game today, too? I feel like the scouting report is out. When he drives by his man, he's going to jump in the air and dump it off to Mitch. Teams are starting to scout that. And now he's starting to pick it out to kick it out to three-point shooters. So shout out to to Grimes, quick thinker, elevating his game and making it very dangerous for this next squad. Um, Shout out to Grimes. Baby Allen Houston. All right? As Lee would say, if Allen Houston and Iman Shumper had a baby, (laughs) <laughs> I said it first. Well, he said it merged together. I said I had a baby. I thought I had a baby was way funny. But <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Oh, man. Salute to the chat. I don't see any callers. So, you know, we can wrap it up real quick, man. But salute to the chat. Shout out to Alexander H-Town, who helps with the graphics. Lee Escobedo. Shout out to you who's in the chat. Revenant fans. Shout out to Lee's Pops. Shout out to Winston What's up, Pops? And I see a Pacers fan in here. What? Yeah, I see Halliburton all day. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that at all. Well, thank you for supporting the podcast. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a like and subscribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <I just laughs> Try to TV. 
Let's go. Let's go. Oh, we got a caller. All right. Okay. Shout out to I can. First caller up, editor in chief of the KOT show. Oh, yeah. My main man. My man. Ken T. What's going on, Ken? Hey, fellas. What's going on? What's going on? Yes. Nothing, man. Just uh, nice to see that they cut the black win against Indiana tonight, and especially uh, see Halliburton was kept in check before he got hurt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you were mentioning, I, I saw the same thing. This is going right. Every uh, every game gets better. I definitely love what I've seen with IQ and um, and Grimes, especially at the end of the the game. That was crazy. The kid hadn't played the whole fourth quarter, and he comes in and hits a dagger three. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was amazing. Brunson's been amazing. The only thing is, you know, the end of game is uh, driving me crazy, man. <laughs> we're just making all these yeah. unforced errors, and we're just making it more harder for ourselves to win. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before I plug the article is uh, I got to disagree with, with Lee about something, about Thibodeau. He's actually a very creative coach because I was looking at the stats, Oh. And Randall leads all big men in three-point attempts, <laughs> which is, to me, insane. So this guy's shooting almost eight three-pointers a game. And um, like I mentioned before in an article, uh, you know, Randall, for most of his career, before he got to the Knicks, he, you know, he only shot, started shooting threes in his fifth year when he went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and he never ever handled the ball before he got to the Knicks. So credit to him that he's grown his game so much, but... I think we got to rein him in. I mean, I love the way Randall's been playing. He's been balling, especially, I know uh, you guys mentioned, defense got better. He's been getting after it, especially when his shot's not falling. But uh, but, but somebody's got to reel him in. Cause it's like, I, I'm just sick and tired of just taking these step-back threes. If he's open, cool. Right. But, uh, but, but forcing these threes, come on, man. Like, every time I see Grimes or IQ shoot, it looks like it's going in. Like yeah. Those two guys should be the ones who are attempting eight shots a game. But uh, but Julius, like I said, you know he can't be shooting eight three-point attempts a game, uh, leading all big men in the NBA in attempts. And you got Kevin Durant across the river, you know, shooting like four and a half. <laughs> so that's just uh, that's just crazy. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention, a uh, really quick plug the article that came out the Leon Rose uh, grading um, of his job part two. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out to be a little bit more complicated. I thought I was actually thinking it should be like a, a three part, um, article. Um, but I said, you know, I'm going to do it in two, so I did it in two. But, um, but there was a lot of stuff that, you know, that I couldn't get into the article. But I think the main takeaway I want everyone to get is that we can't be overly critical. Like all these guys, every front office, even the best ones are going to make, you know, they're not going to hit on every decision. They just obviously can't make, you know, really catastrophic decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning, you know, uh, I mentioned about the Celtics, right? Last year they were short a, a, a score. It would have been nice if they would have had Bain. They could have drafted Desmond Bain, and they missed out on that. But, like, nobody's criticizing them. But if that was the Knicks, forget about it. And and this year they had Bo Bo on the roster. He's been one of the, you know, yeah. he might be up for a uh, most of player. Yeah, good point. And they could have used him. And uh, and they actually paid Orlando to get him off the roster. So, so like I said, so, you know, and then you could go through every really um, 
a good organization and find, you know, mistakes you make because it's just part of the business. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to miss on some of the swings. But overall, um, I have to say the decision-making process is, it's been, it's been solid. Like, uh, you know, right. how many times have we seen in the past, like the Knicks sign someone and right away we know it's a bad sign. Right. You saw that with Hardaway. Right, right. Uh, you saw that with Noah, and we saw we saw that with, with Mari Stoudemire. We knew there was no way that those knees were going to last five years. So, um, but yeah, so I just wanted <laughs> to mention that I think overall the Knicks, you know, we're we're going in the right direction in the Leon. The only thing is, it's not happening as quick as we want. So mm-hmm. um, I think we definitely got to preach patience. And I know uh, Jay, I saw you online. Where you, I'm not going to mention the person, but you you were clapping back at somebody. Who is you know encouraging the Knicks fans you know to be negative, and they're saying that you know the the problem is the fans that are actually optimistic, and I, I you know I totally disagree. I was with you on that, and to me it's like I don't think that we're being overly optimistic. I think we're all tired of all these quick changes, like there's right. a knee exactly. jerk reaction, knee jerk reactions, and it's is, like yeah, it's like let's let things play out a little bit because you yeah. know like I said, next year the Heat's gonna be on Leon. Because he's, you know, he's going to be going into year four, and uh, and then that's where we're going to start seeing big decisions really need to be made. It's, you know, what are we going to do with the kids? Right. And then uh, and then you know, people are going to want to get a, a star in here, especially after you know we missed on Donovan. But uh, but anyway, right. yeah, like I said, uh, you guys are doing a great job, and you know the Knicks won today. Oh, last thing, sorry, I know I go on <laughs> a little long, but. But listen, we talked about Halliburton. Listen, what I saw today, and it talks, this goes back to what Lee says a lot. Like they play a, the offense that Halliburton is in is it, helping his stats. Like he had a bunch of easy baskets. So they push the ball. Yeah, they run on misses break, and, and makes. And, they run on everything. He gets those dump walk right. assists. It's not some like world beating right. assist. He really like not. Nah, he's willing passer. You got to give him that. But you want you yeah, give me Brunson know, versus Halliburton. It, I want the bulldog and Brunson. But and, and the thing is, like, if he was if he was in this Tibbs offense, which you know, which is like quicksand, he wouldn't be putting up these type of stats. And and like I said, you know, if Brunson was in the Indiana offense, he'd be doing better. And I don't know, maybe Lee, you could help us explain to us. But it just seemed like Indiana. It didn't matter if it was Halliburton, if it was McConnell, or or. Um, uh, or the just, other yeah. kid, the, the I see what you're saying. It's just, it's Everybody the was just, or, or even he, even he, uh, buddy, he, like they were just going downhill, yeah, to the basket all the time, and yeah. there was, and, and there was great ball movement. So I got you. If Cam. You guys could just elaborate on that because that to me was just, you know, dumbfounding how they have a better <laughs> offense than we do. All right, man. With that, thank you for the time. Uh, I'll get off and listen. All right. <laughs> Salute to my guy, Ken. <laughs> respond to, to my main man Ken who I love and who is a very good writer and I actually really liked his points uh, I don't think it's creative of Tibbs to let Randall shoot threes eight times a game I think it's idiotic um, I think he should be shooting two or three two to three threes a game uh, but Britt Carlisle is one of the best offensive mind coaches in the NBA I think that's why their offense is more fluid and point guards thrive and he's shown that since he's been a coach way back in the Detroit Piston days He's like the same way that Tibbs is known for being a great defensive mind. Carla is known for being a great offensive mind. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I think that the creativity you're seeing on Indiana, it's pretty much the opposite here in New York, but me and me and Jay Ellis have been doing off for about 72 hours straight 
arguing on <laughs> the merits of Tom Thibodeau yeah. as a head coach. He, he, uh, you, you can follow our threads online to get the full details of <laughs> how we he, both he feel on that. Because we was going back and forth for a while. <laughs> it has been never ending, and I'm sure it probably won't end anytime soon. <laughs> no, nah, probably. I mean, yo, here's the thing. The Knicks have been – they started off the beginning of the season playing like the Pacers. When I say playing like the Pacers, I mean – they were top, I think they were top 10 in the league in pace in the beginning of the season. But I think the the defense started to suffer when we started to do yeah. that. And we started to slow it down eventually and only run in spurts. And we got a lot more success. So, you know, Tibbs is not, Tibbs isn't adverse to running. He's run with the Timberwolves before, and that's how they got their offense running when he was told to the Timberwolves. Um, and he's also trying to evolve. That's why you see Randall shooting a bunch of threes. That's something that you wouldn't see from Tibbs, you know, back in the day. Um, it's, it's just part of the, you know, the evolution of trying to to to, to grow. And I mean, look, even today, game is on a line. Mitch was in the middle for an awfully long time. Game is on the line. Second game in a row, Tibbs goes small. And we've been begging for Obi Toppin to go small at the end of games, but Tibbs decides to go uh, Randall at the five, and then he decides to go Quentin Grimes, um, Emmanuel Quickly, and RJ Barrett with Brunson, and let Brunson operate. That's something that I was concerned about coming into this game, like having the amount of space for Brunson to operate in end of game situations. And I'm giving Tibbs kudos for that, man. He's starting to embrace small ball in big moments. And it's, it's worked for us a few times so far, even without Obi in the lineup. Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing because I do agree with Ken when it comes to Randall. Because if you look at Randall's stats, like, because I think they did a side-to-side comparison during the game. His 2021 season where, you know, he was an all-star and uh, and, and most improved player in this season. And he's shooting the same percentage. The only difference is that he's shooting much better from two-point this year. I think he's shooting 55% mm-hmm. from two-point range and 34% from three, whereas opposed to his 2021 season, he shot 41%. And I think when you look at that and you see that his shooting is extreme, there's such a difference in his shooting from when he's like within the two point range rather than as, as opposed to when he's at the three point range. And I feel like when you look at those stats, like somebody does need to come to Randall, someone needs to come to Randall and tell him like, you know what, take more shots, you know, around the basket or within the mid range, as opposed to shooting a lot of threes because you're shooting way better from, Two as opposed to three point range. So I just want to throw that in there. When Ken says that Randall needs to rein in, I, he needs to be reined in. I might, yeah, like who would be the one reining that in? To me, it would be, wouldn't be the head coach. We'd be like, hey, stop shooting so many threes. Stop like going into ISO mode all the time in the fourth quarter. Like to me, the coach should be held accountable for making those adjustments, and he hasn't. I feel like at first he started launching threes because he was bricking them. And teams started to lay off of him and dare him to shoot. So he started to shoot him and he started to make him make teams pay. Now what I'm starting to see is he's starting to launch him regardless of somebody's up on him or not. And 
I agree with you guys. I would like to see him be a little bit more judicious of when he takes those threes. If they if they're gonna lay off on him, go by all means do it. Take that shot. But um sometimes he does get a little bit shed hoppy. It's exciting sometimes. Yep. Like that Toronto game when he almost beat the record for most threes in the first quarter. It's exciting. But sometimes you gotta know when to hold them and when know when to fold them. All right. <laughs> Facts. Shout out to Texas. I know Lee would like that one. <laughs> All right. Salute to the chat. Uh, everybody rocking the show. If you like the show, please hit the like button and the subscribe button. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball. Next game, we are playing the snake. Chris Stapps. Porzingis. <laughs> uh, All right. So let's get ready. We need to make him wish, make him regret leaving the Knicks. And so far, he hasn't played great against us, but he's playing having a, a, a good season this season there. But it's just, you know, I, I Wizards question. are not good, though. So I don't know. I don't know. I have okay. a question for you. Trash. Sure. I have a question for both of you. I saw this um, put forth today on Twitter. Would you do a trade? So it's coming. A Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier. The Wizards protected pick, the Detroit second round pick for Chris Tass Porzingis. Nope. The Wizards protected pick? Mm hmm. Mm. No. Nope. Wizards protected pick, Detroit second, Evan Fournier. How heavy is the Wizards pick? I think it's in the mid 20s. Uh, or this year, actually, I think this year it's at 18. And then it gets lower and lower after that. Okay. Top no, still not protected. No. I think it was Raw that was talking about it on Twitter. And Raw was for it. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> I love how Ryan's like, Ryan. hail. That bridge is burned, huh? He's starting? <laughs> yeah. He's putting up all-star numbers this year. How? He's playing very well. I think with KP... Is always like he has the Bambi legs, dude. I'm just waiting for him to break down like an old Pento. Mm-hmm. I don't know when he's gonna break down or how, but just like clockwork, he always seems to break down. I don't think he's played more than 50 games a season since he's been in the NBA. Yeah, it's also a weird fit. Does he come off the bench? Does he take Mitch's spot? But I, I wouldn't want Mitch on the bench. I love Mitch and Randall up front. Yeah, would, would he take the bench role? It's a no for me. I'm thinking about it. I mean, me personally, like I've already said a no. Yeah. Even though I think we could get him for the cheap, we could get him really cheap, I think. I just don't like the fit. Like I want to I want to stretch five off the bench. That's really what it is for me. But I don't see KP going, I do too. yeah, I'll back up Mitch. <laughs> like, I yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, it's like, you know, if, if it was if it was a situation where it was like, okay, KP would take like harder things place, I would be like, I would consider it. But then it's like, he is having a pretty good season this year. And to ask him to come off the bench for the Knicks, I mean, and then on top of that, the whole history between the Knicks and KP and how that <laughs> blew up, like, I don't see it as a good fit. Like, I wouldn't pursue that trade. Yeah. Now we got KP's brother, like, uh, <laughs> Like they did Spike earlier. Shout out to my guy Spike. Like we can't let KB <laughs> in here, man. 
<laughs> yeah, toss them out like oak. Facts. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for oak being tossed. I'm just saying toss him I know, out I know like what you oak. Mean. Don't, I know what you mean. don't toss oak. Don't toss oak. Don't toss oak. <laughs> <laughs> That's unk. Never yeah, toss oak. Uncle oak. Facts. All right, man. Uh, it was tempted, man. Pops, call in. Call in, Pops. <laughs> I'm trying to get my dad to call in the chat. My Pops, call in. What do you think in the chat? One if you want KP, two if you don't. Y'all need to do this, damn. I mean, for the most part, everybody's saying no. Okay. <laughs> for the most part, for what I've seen in the chat. Everybody's saying no. Fritz. Oh, wait, yes. Fritz. JT's four, too. Explain yourself, Fritz. <laughs> 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 see one. Oh, okay, my phone's mixed. See, see, yo, I got yo. I I still don't know how to do the um. Yo, how do you do the the poll? I'm the poll. So far, three no's and two yes. Fritz, yeah. let us know in the chat why you think we should trade for him. I want to know. I'm very curious. A fourth name to make moves. So trade for him, then trade him again. <laughs> <laughs> He's using him as a poker chip. <laughs> Does Chris Asperger have, have a name anymore? Mm, I don't think so. Not, not in the trade market. No. Damaged goods. Yeah. Like he, he's done some recovery to his image, but I don't see him as like go to player for a lot of people in, in the market. Yeah. I, I know that the Mavs got that for him. Spencer and bum tans. Yeah. Terrible. Dumb with it. Yeah. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Eh, eh, eh. I don't know about it. For what I'm saying, it's pretty, it's pretty mixed in the chat. Like it's like half yes, half no. Got you. Well, oh, so is- Hartenstein. That was the other piece that was included too. I forgot about that one. Hartenstein oh, was also. Hartenstein. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't blame you for that. I mean, like, I mean, from a, like I said, from a roster standpoint, like, if it, if it is something where it's like, okay, you, you take out Hardenstein, you bring in KP and you get picks in return, like, I can understand how that's, it's how that's, how that may be appealing to some people, but it's just the fact that, like, it's the past history, and then I, I'm, I don't want to upset the starting lineup as well. I want to mm-hmm. keep the starting lineup as is. And will KP will and will KP would be open to to a bench role? I don't think so. Especially a guy that's averaging 21 and nine this season, he's going to affect the start. So, man, child, I would give iHeart for free. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man, child. Uh, Me too. iHeart's a bum, bro. I hate to say it. Yeah, he had a nice I got one more. I got one more for y'all. But that's the stuff that actually injured Halliburton. Um, I got another hot one for you. What was that? Who, who at this point, right now, who would you rather trade, Randall or Obi? Obi. Yeah, Obi. Yeah. Obi. I thought that was agreed. Is that new? I thought we already. <laughs> I thought we agreed to that already. I just want to get it out there, just because okay. trade deadline, trade deadline's coming up. There's been some talk about Obi. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's moving anywhere right now, though. Eventually, he will go. Yeah, but I don't think time. it's gonna be by deadline. But yeah, I just I think, think. I think. Like I said, I know Obi can be a beast if given the minutes. 
It's just that he's not going to get it here. When you have an all-star guy playing in front of you, it's it pretty much damn near impossible to really raise your value to the point, um, to the point where it should be to his maximum, where it's maximized. Like you can't, he's not going to do anything getting twenty minutes a game, and yeah, I agree. Like a big haul, like I really, it's almost like I want to move Obi for Obi's sake at this point. Oh, yeah. one more thing. <laughs> I know y'all hate NBA Central, but they said the Knicks are actively looking at Gary Trent Jr. as a trade prospect. Actively? Well, I would definitely bring Gary Trent Jr. to NY. Y'all know I love Gary Trent Jr. That would be a great bench pickup. Yeah. Ryan and I talked about Gary Trent Jr. last year in the offseason, talking about uh, three and Dean wings. I would definitely love him. Mm-hmm. Great shooter, great defensive guy. Once he starts going, you can't stop him. Yep. We desperately need some scoring off the bench. I would love him. Yeah. To, to 17 game, 6'5", 23 yeah. years old. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would be boxes. He sounds expensive, though. But I expect the Toronto Raptors to blow the team up pretty soon. I think I read something that they said is going to do that. I'm not sure how accurate it is or not, but that's what I read recently. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did read an article that stated that Toronto might be the team to set the market. Going into the trade um, deadline or going into the offseason, whatever the case may be. So I think it is safe to say that Toronto will be making moves. Yep. As yep. they should. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Still to the chat, man. That was our show. I'm exhausted, man. I'm telling you right now, I was exhausted coming in. I don't I had to dig deep for some energy today. <laughs> We've been arguing all day, bro. Wore you out. <laughs> oh man, it's not even that. It's, it's other stuff happening. I was running all around the place today. But um, salute to the chat. Salute to you guys. Thanks for having the show. Thanks for doing the show with us, guys. Good show. Good show. Absolutely, Lee. Let us know where we can find you, sir. Pops, you gotta call in one day, man. I'm telling you, Dad. You gotta call in. <laughs> all right, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Lee Estribito. L e e e s c o b e d l. Hop on my likes, hop on my comments, check out that long thread between me and Jay Ellis. There's like multiple threads between me and Jay Ellis on tips. It, it, it's it's a fun read. I think you get two really different perspectives on for, from Knit fans that, you know, both just want the best from the team, but just have different opinions on how I did there. Yo, it's funny. Ken was like, you was going back and forth who was talking about toxic Knicks fans. And I was like, I, I can't even tell you who, who he's talking about. I was going back and forth with some of the people. <laughs> I'm going back and forth with like it was me. eight people yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have I no it, idea bro. who Ken is even referencing. <laughs> All right. Oh, but hold up. You know, I want to show you guys something. All right. I'm going to show you guys something real quick. Okay. Listen to this. I know Lee and I, right? We have our disagreements. Right, we all, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a group screen. It's fun though. It's, it's all good fun. I love it. I live for it. Right. Um. Oh, I, I know. I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> look how far he's got to scroll. I know. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh my god. It was on the YouTube comments too, bro. We were just going at it for seventy-two hours straight. 
Fact. Writing a book on tips, man. We, how, I don't know. We was arguing on YouTube and Twitter at the same damn yep. time. Once the two changed. <laughs> passionate. We're both passionate. All right, here we go. All right, I got you. Now, Lee. <laughs> I don't care how right you think you are. Okay? It doesn't matter. Because you see who retweeted that? You Mon- see Mon- hey, man. <laughs> you got it. Big Joker, dude. We were, we were pretty... We were pretty 50 50 in the comments. Huh? And until we were 50 50 in the comments until she came in. That gave you that, that, that gave you a little inch forward that's on the W. Joker, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's a big Monica. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she does work for MSG, though. So there's a little bit of, of company woman there. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bruh. Took it there. <laughs> Took it there. Don't worry, Monica. Don't worry, man. He's bucking. He's bucking. I already know. You tell the truth. You keep it real. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Let me just salute the chat. Keep, <laughs> keep it moving. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Nikki Yak. <laughs> Shout out to Ian Goodbridge. Shout out to Nick's Nation TV. Nick's Nation TV. I'm sorry. Shout out to D'Angelo. All right. Shout out to Alexander. Ken. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. KOT show, I'm sorry. Shout out to you guys. All right. All right. That is our show. Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir. Once again, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at underscore Lee Estribito. I actually had a bunch of stuff come out this week, man. I've just been like, oh, man, been so busy. I'll, I'll drop a link in the chat to this thing I, I wrote about how Luka Doncic seems to be freed from Dallas. Y'all mm-hmm. enjoy that. Find me on Twitter at underscore Lee Estribito. Oh, yeah. That needs to happen. That needs to happen. He's in jail. Free Luca. I can see it happen, actually. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse over there. They lost last night. Absolutely. All right, Ryan G. Let him know where he can find you, sir. Yeah, free Luca come to the Knicks. Um, yeah, you can find exactly. me on IG at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner, and you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And I need to comment on Nick's Twitter, yo. I'd be, I'd be leaving like one or two comments and be done for the day. But then I'd be seeing like long ass conversations between Jay Ellis, Lee, and all these other people just chiming in. I'm just like, damn, I'll, I'll be missing everything. I love it, man. It's fun. It's all healthy. It's all good. It's fun. Jay Ellis knows I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I already right. know. It's not personal. It's just fun. <laughs> all right. Salute. All right. Let me, all right. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. There's an echo in my headphones. So I'm trying, I've been trying all show not to stutter and not and to, not, to not let the echo affect me. <laughs> all right. You can follow us at the KOT show on Twitter. Nick time show on Facebook and Instagram. Also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts, listen to the KOT show, get those snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange, get those snapbacks for your head top. All right. Get them at the nicktimeshow.com. All right. What I do is go to nicktimeshow.com, get catalog, get your snapbacks. And also, shout out to my guy Ken. If you want to read our blogs, go to the nicktimeshow.com to read some of Ken's work. All right. Cool. That is our show. And as always, guys, 
Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Yo, what shirt you got? <laughs> what, Spike Lee? Spike Lee, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. Your Spike Always like do the right thing. Guest ever. It was the most awkward interview I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Yo, you, wait, you, you met Spike? Yep, sure did. Dude, I'm, I mean, look at this, bro. Spike um, Shrine. I'm obsessed. Dude, if you My go favorite to the KT American director. Show, Twitter, the, 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 the video pinned at the top. It's Spike That's Lee. the interview? Huh? Yeah. About what, the, the Phil Jackson question? I didn't know that yes, was uh, That was me asking him. him. That's my voice. Oh, bro. Dude, just got a whole new level of respect and fanboy, bro. Man, that was the most awkward interview ever in my entire life. I mean, I love you, Spike, man. That's my man. Your first interview out the gate when you never done an interview when you never done interviews before should not be Spike Lee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they say, "Yo, you only have five minutes." He's like, "What? How do you have Spike Lee to, to interview Spike Lee?" <laughs> so he's like, what do you ask him? Ask him the most craziest, you know, rumored questions you can off the rip. And of course, I offended him and he got really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're a real one, bro. Spike gave you the bra. <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Spike, though. That's why. I, that's out. why I'll never badmouth Spike. I never badmouth Spike. Spike because he actually gave us our first interview. Even if he never talks to me again. Shout, shout to Spike. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is our show. And as always, once again, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.